and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for Stranger Things, Season 4, Chapter 4, Dear Billy, written by Paul Ditcher, or Dichter. That sounds more appropriate. And directed by Sean Levy once again. I gave this episode a 9.5 out of 10, with the exception of the the California stuff up until the last five minutes which talk about a plot twist execute order 66 and the annexation of the Joyce slash um forgot his name already that story arc this was a really great episode I liked uh, what they were. I mean, I'm not totally sold on the Nancy duo along with, I think I liked it a lot more last episode than I did this episode, the Nancy and I can't with (laughs) names right now, (laughs) Robin dynamic. I really enjoyed it last episode. This one in particular, it was a little cringy and uh unfortunate because <laughs> i really thought that they made a really great dynamic last episode because she really came off as that person like we're a totally opposite people so of course i'm going to annoy you and you're a nice person so you yourself are going to <laughs> put up with me and my con- continuous chatter is gonna do nothing but (laughs) it's like you want to impress your friend's friend because you know they're best friends and it's important and then what the fuck is even going on with that story arc so i had recorded a whole episode three podcast and i was very sad when it was at that moment that coffee decided to make its way onto my laptop and absolutely fry that motherfucker like bacon and on, on the frying pan. So in the entrance of time, no, I really enjoyed last episode. I really love the scene with jonathan at the kitchen table high as fuck when he said can you pass me the the vinegar and he's like dude that's wine I am so high, I hear this is on a completely irrelevant talk path but i really want some bacon right now <laughs> i have a whole pack in my refrigerator and it is entirely too late to be frying some bacon and yet and yet i think that is on the menu (laughs) after this podcast because ooh, ooh we just the sound of it orgasmic all right now um that we have gotten through my sexualization of bacon let's let's go back to this week's story arc how do we i think we're gonna go to california first then we'll go to hawkins because that shit 
tore my emotional heart out and i was trying so hard so hard not to cry and then they had to do that slow-mo with the with the music and i'm like fuck the tears they're coming i hate you all but what an amazing scene amazing way to end an episode in california the woman rolls up and lets them know where 11 has gone i'm just gonna stop calling her jane nobody cares nobody cares they are upset i don't know why she didn't lead with we're with owens because that would be a huge selling point to the words that i'm trying to convince you to (laughs) to abide by which is the fact that y'all are going to be on house arrest for weeks, possibly months. Excuse me, bitch. In their attempt to get Elle's powers back. Meanwhile, their friends and family, as Mike points out, and Hawkins is in grave danger now. And they're just meant to sit and not worry about it because the only person that can handle the situation is Eleven. As if they didn't do things themselves to help themselves out of the situation or assist her as much needed backup support which was pointed out by will will has such a grown voice i just cannot watching him and mike on the bed together the whole entire time i'm just like i cannot with the character growth spurt it's too much it's an attack to my um system to watch these children grow up right before my eyeballs like they're my children and now i just have these weird feelings like okay boys keep the door open while you're in here (laughs) and also protect no snap at all costs and will better not say nothing that made me cross-eyed and made me want to choke his ass out and what do they be doing with these scenes with him just looking at mike as if he is his everything what is on that canvas sir at first i thought it was a prediction now i think it's just some erotic porn but as i was kind of saying before it could just be like he wants to he wants to come out possibly this is supposition to the person that he's closest to his best friend that would make sense to me knowing that i had that particular relationship with my own cousin and that's exactly how things kind of unfolded like i can tell you first because you're the one that i know will understand and support me the most um and i want to be able to tell you first so i could be totally off and it could be something just different but he felt the need to put it in his canvas bag as they're packing to go to hawkins because the two guys that are there they are pretty much deep into just watching tv even though homeboy at the end came through like a fucking trained ninja all right (laughs) he he became a john mcclain real quick (laughs) doughy john mcclain like don't get it twisted just because i like sitting here watching this television and this uh lazy boy with the feet up and everything they decide jonathan decides after seeing argyle's uh place of business on the fridge in a photo of him and nancy who i'm not sure is 
thinking Steve is an option or not because Steve is definitely thinking Nancy is an option or he just never got over that particular option I don't want to know these things I don't care about these things I don't want these things to be uh course corrected in any such fashion (laughs) uh the way she did him not once but twice i don't think that a third time should be a charm but we shall see how this all unfolds but he does want to be there for his girlfriend and he's gonna eventually have to tell her about the fact that he's gonna be going to college in his own town he can still love and care about her and still realize hey we got separate lives we got separate things going on and thus we are we are we love each other but we still can break up amicably because we're just on different paths because she definitely feels as if she wants to take on hawkins news and (laughs) she has plenty to work with with her stories in that particular town and steve doesn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon and he can't find the girl of his dreams because he only has one girl of his dreams and it's nancy and i want to barf i want to break free i know you really be ignoring children like that you like hey hey i'm like you know i'm watching tv and that's not how you get my attention <laughs> or i know that you want something i just want to take my time answering you because i should not just snap at your your uh your address at my attention i don't know parents it's a fucking tough job sometimes. <laughs> and the one dude's like i can eat so they order pizza argyle answers the phone with this long ass and no i will not put pineapples on my pizza that shit is gross i'm not saying that you can't make savory I reach in for my phone for some reason you can't mix savory with um non-savory is that the word that i'm looking for i don't know but it is not delicious i did try it i'm not knocking it without trying it i tried it and it's not tasty <laughs> neither are sardines i do not understand when people's like let me get them sardines i'm like why would you want that for yourself anyone else back to california that's when mike and will have that conversation because mike is all staring at the letter that l wrote which was mike i'm going off to be a superhero again i I left so hard and he kept looking at it and i kept laughing every time he did not even a i'll see you soon <laughs> here i go killing again <laughs> oh that was funny so he uh takes the news a little bad crumples up the note he's kind of pissed about it tells will that because will's more concerned about his friends in hawkins and how it's bullshit like i trust them but shit you still need to be boots on the ground on this thing and he tells will that you need to stop having a self-pitying party because you're gonna see her again 
you can say what you need to say when you see her again and also uh stop acting like you ain't ignored my ass and i'm just always here for you because that's who i am as a person and you can never seem to reciprocate and yet all you got to do is say hey maybe i lost you concentrating on l and we could be best friends now that l is not even in the picture now you want to give your friend the attention i don't know how i feel about that mike i don't know how i feel about that he accepted that apology so quick i wanted him to hold a grudge like bitch you earned me Pizza is on its way in the most ridiculous van ever. <laughs> I loved what song was playing. Best did the on the left hand side. I I do not have a Jamaican accent clearly. <laughs> so I don't know what came out of my mouth just two seconds ago. Then all hell breaks loose as the doorbell rings and you think it's just gonna be them sneaking out and then all of a sudden it's like a hitman team has been deployed to take out all i mean they came in shooting shooting motherfuckers with ak-47s and these guys got some colt smith and wessons and i'm supposed to believe we didn't even matter we john connor this shit okay not john connor you know what i mean uh mclean john mclean this shit and he's like stay behind me they're like what the fuck is going on this is not like what this this went from two to ten that was the level the threat level y'all gave us an unrealistic threat level <laughs> to look forward to poor argyle just rolls up dude gets shot in the gut and then he they just pop in and roll off and he was like y'all having a party not inviting me nah bro there ain't no party you want to be invited to but now your ass is now let us go back to hawkins we pick up where we left off with maxine the clock however she hadn't actually moved from the room she was in a deep trance when this occurred she quickly deduces that she is next on vecna's list since she had the same exact symptoms as the last two previous victims and we already know who his next victim is going to be which is one of those varsity idiots going around the neighborhood right now searching for minors <laughs> to interrogate for reasons that just don't even compute for me at all and my mom gonna say something rude about lucas like he just let that happen i was like what was he supposed to do where's the adults <laughs> even if he would have jumped on them they still it was he was outnumbered three to one technically all everybody should have just jumped that's how people react when you're you feel over overwhelmed by the opposition you have a tendency to clam up i can understand that as much as i personally would have preferred to see all those people just jump into it but you're talking about athletes versus people who haven't swung a punch in a day that's not an easy thing to just <laughs> uh jump into that's like um wwe fighters against boxers yeah 
that's a really weird analogy but you get the point you get the point uh which goes back to my other question is where's the fucking adults that's my biggest issue with that (laughs) and my mom's like oh okay (laughs) she made a point she had a couple of things to say about this season that were negative that i uh, clapped back at her and she didn't have nothing to say she she was like okay i was like yeah don't come at me (laughs) if you at least if you go throw out critiques let them make sense for me because she was throwing out some weird ones they hear a sound it turns out to be lucas to warn dustin i come to make an announcement and he's not even concerned about himself or eddie because the person that is in the most immediate danger is your girl max they go back to mike's house and apparently his parents do not question at all why they in the basement (laughs) max is over there writing they all do not know how to approach the situation dustin is bragging that this victor krill thing is the answer it's a sure shot we can bang all of our money on it whereas both lucas and steve are a little unsure how this can possibly be the answer it happened 50 years ago why all of a sudden to come back now Uh, there's a lot of plot holes in this scenario that equals vecna and we shouldn't just jump on it like it's concrete and he tells them it wouldn't hurt to have a little humility sometimes henderson and he says sorry and i like the fact that we've seen both these friends be able to call the other out on their bullshit when need be and there's no hard feelings they wonder what max is over there writing it turns out to be goodbye letters they're like what the fuck you be in all types of morbid right now but she says look we need to we need to be realistic about our chances of saving my life (laughs) and i want to be able to say all the things that i want to say but i can't say them because i need to put them in letters because i'm hiding from being vulnerable hiding from the idea that i've been struggling with suicidal thoughts and an immense bit of survival's guilt uh over the complex relationship with someone that i truly didn't like as a person and didn't like me as a person i think that all of that is relevant and concrete and makes all of the sense in the world so while it's easy to be frustrated with max for continuously shutting down that's honestly where she was at mentally she was stuck in this very depressive state that made her vulnerable to vecna she just realizes things are not guaranteed and then she blackmails steve who is not happy to be staying back because both vic both uh robin and nancy are gonna make their way to the asylum to talk to victor creel with her robin being very unhappy to wear a dress that's how i always felt about stockings and he's sad to be the one stuck with the children once again but she made a relevant point hey no max is in real danger you being here to protect her is a true thing but it just came off like he just really wanted to spend time with nancy and homegirl it is not okay to go through people's shit like that i cannot stand that 
when people do that. It's so annoying. How about I do anyway? Especially when she specifically asked you not to touch her shit. She convinces Steve that she wants to go out to her house because she wants to leave her mom a note. Um, and the rest of her family, it turns out, including her dad, who cannot be found. Steve doesn't want to drive her, but she says, if you kidnap me, I know a good attorney and I will prosecute. <laughs> so away they go. She gets to her trailer home and she sees her mom in the backyard hanging up clothes because she can't, she got off work early turns out that this was a hallucination from vecna as the sky got all dark like uh don't think that you and these letters are gonna change anything you belong with me she's freaked out clearly upset but still says i'm fine and refuses to talk to anyone she then wants to go to the cemetery where she reads out her dear billy letter but not before lucas says look i'm here you know you can talk to me i don't want it to to hear what you have to say in a letter we're your friends and she ends up shutting down once again but she is able to open up to billy and explain what's been going on all of her feelings that i've already went into she is then in a cemetery seeing billy very much uh as she last saw him with blood dripping down his mouth and he's like oh that's a wonderful apology i've been waiting to hear that for so long but it doesn't change anything and then he turns into vecna who is ready to take her life the guy screaming at her like that's gonna do something but what else can you do (laughs) when someone goes into a trance dustin tripping over the graveyard like all of the action here was just is so well shot uh him getting back to the walkie-talkie nancy and robin are able to talk to victor creel who explains how the demon possessed his family or seemed to stalk his family his son was sensitive since something was wrong about the house but everyone else was happy until it one day killed his wife then both of his children his son was in a coma i wonder why his son was in a coma but it killed alice and the daughter and then he was once again back in and was it vietnam was it no because it was uh he spoke of russia and his own guilt about a shelling that he had authorized thinking that there were russian soldiers inside but it had to be world war ii never mind why'd i say vietnam so stupid (laughs) um but yeah he he realized that civilians were inside and he killed like men women and children so that was his guilt and then eventually he was brought back by the sound of music which was playing at the time which is what the women are able to ascertain which can break the curse of vecna they are unfortunately called out i won't talk about the scene in the office because i didn't like it 
and then they are about to be promptly arrested but they decide to make a run for the vehicle and since nobody took down the license plate they're gonna get away in this very small town where everyone probably knows everyone else and could quickly figure out who the fuck those two people were honey badger don't care honey badger don't give a shit it just takes what it wants just in time too because max walks into uh vecna's i don't know what do you want to call this trophy room where we see the two bodies already that he's taken i'm not sure if there was others but it seems like a house was it the same house that we saw the creole family in i'm not quite sure but he says come back to me then he says do you want to join them she's like do i look like i want to join them because i've been running away from you this entire time even though i did walk into the red mist for some reason run bitch run but at least she knows where the altar is if she needs to convey this information at some point because i have a feeling this was necessary because he says what are you doing here like he wasn't expecting her to be there or find his little place for some reason nancy and robin are able to convey that music can help break the vecna spell so he grabs a whole bunch of tapes and her recorder and asks lucas what's her favorite song because i don't have time to explain everything right now and her favorite song is running up that hill they have her start listening to it and she can see her friends she can see where she can escape however vecna does not want to release control and it is rather terrifying when you see someone start to rise in the sky <laughs> and you're like holy shit what can i do we're helpless at this moment and hopefully fuck i don't want to see my friend literally be broken apart in front of me that shit would have been traumatizing they i don't think they would have came back from that none of them uh, luckily max realizes that and this is when it was starting to get to me that she does have things to live for she sees her friends but mostly she sees lucas and uh all the things and all the connection that they've had over the years that he's still there for her even though she needed her space and time he never not never not or he never abandoned her never stopped wanting to you know he respected her space always like that's what I, I feel is more mature about them because i feel like if this was mike like he has to be talked into what's the fuck going on <laughs> versus lucas he's fully aware that she's got a lot on her plate i know where she's coming from but all i can be is here for her when she's ready and that's all he's been doing and uh seeing that come full circle and then her running and then everything falling behind her i was like oh shit you got me you got me in the fields tears started going down and then when she fell and they all crowded around her and she's like i'm still he's like i thought we lost you and he's like i'm still here and i was like <laughs> why so let's move on to 
one other scene of this episode that we have not talked about and that is my erica (laughs) erica sinclair dragged the shit out of that boy for knocking on her door and i also felt that mama answer the door i'm busy get your answer that damn door and ask what you was doing (laughs) she opens the door to that idiot i forgot his name already um the other the boyfriend that's all i got and he is looking for lucas and she's like i thought he was with you and then he was like you will step down from the last person (laughs) she just she could not be bothered she's like by the way i charge at a seven percent increased rate for covering for his ass which i've been doing for two whole days so whatever the fuck y'all got going on he better reach out and quickly and you also need to get the fuck up off my porch because your hand right there on my door is inappropriate and you don't want to see me start fucking popping off you can't fuck with queen I feel like Erica is the type to be boys and uh, I'd actually really really love to see that fight because she would beat that ass and quickly. I love that she was upstairs. I love the shot of just seeing her irises in the little thing. Look, I know people are into that shit, but oh my God, I cannot imagine. just in the same way i'm sure some people can't imagine me watching documentaries thinking it's exciting i cannot imagine putting my eyeballs through something and painting it that shit just feels like too much work and that is the conclusion of our episode we did have feedback from last episode from mimi so i am going to play that i am most likely not gonna have much to say about it because as stated previously um i don't i can't regress back to that episode (laughs) because my energy my i'm still not over the fact that i lost that podcast is basically what i'm trying to say enough of my rambling let's hop into the mailbag What up, Stina? This is Mimi. Uh, this is my feedback for Stranger Things uh, Season 4, Episodes 1 and 2. I'm in my car again, and it's raining, so I'm sure you can hear it. My bad. Um, and first of all, I would like to say I was not planning on talking for 30 minutes, but technically, since you said each episode is 10 minutes, this is episodes one through three. Technically, I could go 30 minutes. And um, I feel like you would listen to it. But I'm not going to do that because I don't need to talk about all of the episodes in detail. I can just, you know, do bullet points. First thing I want to talk about, and I know I've said this a lot of times, this, epi- this season has been scaring the shit out of me. Now, apparently Darren is loving the fact that they up the fear factor. I like spooky stuff. I don't like fucking scary stuff. And when Chrissy's body hovered in the air, that was like, oh my God, this is fucking awesome. 
until she went on the ceiling and her bones started cracking. And then they did it again with Fred. I, I'm telling you, that first episode I watched, when I tell you I was terrified, I am not exaggerating. I literally had a nightmare about it. That I was, that was happening to me. Like, I don't like scary stuff. I don't. This is why I never did any of those, like, um, scary movies that you podcast on. Because I don't like it. I can't. I don't like scary stuff. I remember when I was a child, it was either you watch what everybody is watching or you don't watch anything. So I was forced to watch, like, Candyman. I was forced to watch It. Um, I watched Chucky. Things like that. Like... Chucky nowadays, I don't think would scare me because the graphics are so terrible. But back then, it was it was scary as hell. You think I'm gonna watch the new version of Chucky or the new version of Candyman? Absolutely not. And um, the new version of It, I watched it reluctantly behind covered face most of the time because I knew what was happening. I don't like scary stuff. And I'm glad you enjoying this. Uh, Darren's enjoying this. I'm assuming most people are. But I can't, I can't be bending this thing. It's scaring me. <laughs> I'm not even ashamed to admit that I'm a, I'm a pussy, as you like to put it. I am. That's why I'm watching it with Darren. And I know uh, on my next day off, which is Friday, we're probably gonna watch episode four. But I can't, I can't binge this. I don't think my soul could take it. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is you and Shy's reaction to. Um, L hitting that bitch over the head with a fucking skate because maybe maybe I'm just maybe it's a nurse in me I don't know but I I told my son that um if somebody if you tell someone like leave me alone I'm not playing with you don't touch me and you try to walk away and they touch you at that point you could beat their ass but I also told him don't go ham. Don't be picking up shit and fucking them up. Once once you punch them, if they if you hit them once and they fall to the ground, it's over. But don't be over aggressive because you are a black man and regardless to whether you're the aggressor or not, you look like you're the aggressor. People make assumptions. So maybe that's what I was feeling, even though Elle is a white girl in America. I I didn't want her to go in. I want when when I when the girl like threw the shake on her. I was like, L, like, I understand, boo, you don't have your powers right now. I get it. But right now, I know you're not scared. I know you know how to fight. Beat that bitch's ass. I was like, seriously, walk over there and close your hand and punch bitch in the throat. Yes, the throat. I wanted her to lay her the fuck out. But when I saw her grab that skate, I was like, no, no, baby, baby girl, no. You're going too hard. You're going too hard. Don't hit. Don't do this. Don't hit her with that damn skate. That's too much. That's too much. Oh, shit. She fucking hit her. I was like, oh, my God. Hell, you went too hard. You went too fucking hard. You went too hard. But you and Shy was cracking up and loving every second of it. I was like, oh, my God, baby girl, you about to go to jail. That's all I was thinking. I can't have my baby in jail. She ain't got no social security number. She ain't supposed to exist. No, L, this isn't okay. That's that's all. I was worried for her. I was scared for her. And then in episode three, when they were looking for her, I'm like, oh my god, this is how they're gonna fucking find her because now she fingerprinted and she's in the system. Oh, L, what did you do? Like that? Oh, and by the way, I'm not calling her Jane. I'm not. She's she's L Hopper. That's what I call her. 
I don't even call her Hopper, but she does need a last name and Hopper is her daddy. So L Hopper. I would even be okay about calling her Eleven, but L is cute. Like L Woods. I, I say it like E L L E. I like that name. And I'm not calling her Jane because that's fucking basic. And our baby girl is every is anything and everything, but she is not basic at all. I guess you would say she's anything but basic, not everything and basic, because that doesn't make sense. But you know what I meant. Anywho, um, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, the cops questioning Chrissy's boyfriend. Now, I don't know. I'm not a cop, clearly. I don't know how to do interrogation. But I do know that they let that boy have half the information and just let his ass go. They didn't put a tail on him. They, like... Okay, let's assume, I'm assuming they assume he's innocent. He was with a bunch of people that can vouch for him. He was out getting drunk, even though he don't think that's a crime. Um, so they know he didn't do it. And he ain't seen Chrissy, and he has a bunch of people to verify that Chrissy didn't meet him like she was supposed to. Okay, I get that. But y'all give this motherfucker half the information and just let him go off. Like, who fucking does that? Like, y'all not going to be like okay this is an open investigation keep your ass away from if you find eddie you call us they just i just don't understand this town is i don't know if they're lost without hopper or they're all just stupid but when he got out of that interrogation i was like oh my god they have to know he's gonna go after eddie because they didn't say oh no he didn't do it or we don't know that we're just looking for him we have questions they let him walk out of there knowing goddamn well he is assuming that Eddie did it. And he's a privileged fucking white guy in this weird ass town. So I'm sure he gets special privileges. So they have to know. I don't know that they do that on purpose, thinking that he would find Eddie before him, before they did. I don't know. But that was the stupidest shit I ever seen. And a side note, they couldn't find a regular sized fucking white guy to play the captain of the basketball team. That motherfucker looked tall as me. He looked like he's 5'3". Like, the way Lucas be hovering over him is fucking embarrassing. Like, and, and when we were watching this, the first episode, Darren was so disgusted. He was like, I hate when they have just anybody playing somebody that plays basketball. Like, the whole team, he looked like, even I could tell they were trash. Like, y'all couldn't find any fucking extras that could possibly pretend to play basketball and then you could like angle the camera at the star to make him look like he's somewhat good the only person that looked like they knew what they were doing was Lucas and I mean that boy does play basketball at least I'm pretty sure I've seen him in his Instagram pictures um with like a basketball jersey uh, shooting around I could be making that up but at least he looked like he knew what he was doing the rest of them looked like the whole team looked like they're like five foot ten and under and that's not very realistic the tallest person on a team is not somebody that's not even six feet tall even if your town is lame and there ain't no way y'all winning anything if your whole team is trash um the other thing i want to talk about before i get into this third episode was i don't know if i've always felt this way but nancy looks really skinny and frail and it's gross I don't know, I know she's always been skinny, but, I mean, an actress, but for some reason, I don't know if it's noticeable, maybe it's her hair, maybe it's the clothes they have her in, but she looks gross, and I, I don't know how to feel about this. I feel bad for saying it out loud, but every time I see her, I cringe, she looks 
disgusting. Like she needs some some mental help with her anorexia kind of skinny. It it just like her sunken cheekbones, her frail arms, like she's wearing like poofy looking clothes, but you could see like her collarbone. She just looks so so gross. Um Okay, so um, into episode three. I think there might be something in episodes one and two that I'm missing, but those are my major points. Um, I definitely don't like the direction they're going with Will, but I'm going to keep an open mind. Oh, okay, before I get into episode three, I did want to tell you, tell you, I don't know if I've ever voiced it. I was talking about it with Darren, but I've always felt like Will had powers. He was the only one that's ever been I mean that we know of that was in the upside down that came out of it and he was in there I have not seen season one in a long time but I know he was missing for a while so at least it was at least a week so it I mean we know it gave him nightmares but I feel like it had to have done something else I'm trying to think back and I could be wrong but did he ever go through any kind of trauma that um, once he was like, I know when he first came out, he was having those nightmares and it seems like nobody was like really paying attention to how, um, mentally unstable he was. Um, but once he got better in that, like he, then he started feeling like he wasn't friends with Mike anymore cause he was all about 11. Um, I don't remember him ever like being mentally stable until now so I felt like him manifesting his powers wouldn't wouldn't have necessarily come because he was battling other things um Elle was trained so even though she's been through some shit she already knew how to use her powers I feel like Elle has gone Will is still around and he's probably gonna go back to to Hawkins with Mike maybe this is just a theory but I feel like once he gets back in town maybe max being in dire like nobody's in their group has ever been you know this close to being dead or being subjected to these like billy nobody like they didn't even like him billy was just max's brother and she wasn't in the group back then but i feel like now especially with what's going on will could probably relate to max and i feel like he might come back and something will trigger his abilities and then him and l together could probably get rid of it once and for all i don't know if that's the case i don't know i want that to be the case because i feel like they're doing my baby boy wrong he needs some type of story that's not attached to mike um and for the record mike when you're friends with you could be friends with someone and have a relationship you're putting everything you have into one person and pretending like the other one doesn't exist now i understand like you're saying oh you know you could call me but the phone works both ways asshole and instead of saying well i'm sorry i i'll do better but you know you can call me too like why not just say that why are you just brushing off his concern i don't know he's been an asshole and you know he's never been my favorite character so hopefully he does better because uh will will need somebody to be on his side his mama's a fucking ditzy fucking cuckoo bird who 
decides to fly off to Alaska in the in the heat of the moment and not not even give her kids a fucking 24 hour notice i knew she wasn't gonna take them because she's a fucking she's a fucking bird case and how is she constantly getting all these houses and all these nice things and the bitch don't ever work i just i mean i, I should say she don't have real jobs <laughs> she inside like a cyclopedia like i'm assuming you gotta sell something to get some money i i don't know but she be having the fucking most random ass jobs anywho back to episode three um we see that vecner now is possessing um lucas's um buddy or i should say basketball buddy and the way they they had him like search through the town looking like because you could hear people's concerns like that one lady was talking about i can just cover it up with a concealer i'll tell him i fell again like so he there's plenty of people he could choose from i i don't think just trauma because everybody has issues that 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 concerns them some people's issues are fucking kind of like not as severe as others but everyone has shit going on in their life whether it's on a, like a scale of zero to ten yours to to a regular person that deals with real issues every day yours might be a three but to you that's a big deal um even in the scheme of life you know your you know father not allowing you to have a curfew past nine or not giving you the car that you wanted because your grades are bad like that's not that serious and some people are being abused some people um have you know a bulimia is what i think christy had some people are dealing with trauma because they know that the upside down exists and they've seen it kill their fucking brother <laughs> and then um living in a trailer park after being you know one of the wealthier people because now their stepfather left like and her mom is is drinking like that's all stuff that's gonna um fuck with them so you know it looks like he's at he's with he's fuck focusing on max I was really fucking pissed off at first. I was like, I know you're not about to kill my baby girl. But then I was thinking, Max got something that these other hoes didn't. Max know what's happening, first of all. Max has fought you before. And Max um, has um, some badass friends. So I don't, she knows what's happening. So I don't know that he would be able to take her as quickly. I'm not saying that it won't be a fight, but we just have to figure out how he gets a hold of them like because chrissy was awake but having like nightmares maybe he breaks them slowly um she was having nightmares and headaches and it's probably because that's how he's getting to her and then he can start seeping into their subconscious when they're awake but she knows now i don't know that she's gonna tell everybody and that might be what triggers like her downfall but they better not kill my baby girl because i'm gonna be fucking pissed but i do think that this will be enough to get um at least will back uh to go back since now 11 is gone so we'll we'll see um the other thing was uh i kind my faith in lucas slipped for maybe like three seconds when but when i saw when i saw him slip into dustin's room and he used his little phone i was like okay all right there we go and then when he was like i know where he is i was like nah you're not gonna you're not gonna trick me i have faith in my baby boy he knows what he's doing so i was proud of him and he ran out of there just like i wanted him to do to begin with but at least he knows 
information now he's gonna get caught up and he's back with the right people i hope they include erica because that's my girl um i don't we have only seen her episode one that's not enough for me i love her and then um what else oh and then the other thing was this this last point because i don't want to keep talking for forever but you were christina you were saying that you weren't really interested in what was going on with hopper but i actually was more interested in what's going on with hopper than i was with l because this bullying shit is annoying because we've seen it with you know when they were in hawkins and now we got to see it with l and i just don't it makes me angry because l is not your average kid like I know they tried to explain it away because she says people think she's a monster and she agrees. That's probably why she didn't want to fight. But I also think that, you know, it's it's so cliche. Like, I would rather her have lied about having friends and just been in there, like literally not talk to anyone and not said anything than them to do the route of her being bullying. I didn't like that. Maybe they just needed a way for her to snap off and uh, hit girl in the head and her fighting over Mike would have been lame. So I'm gonna let it slide. But I was more interested in what was going on with Hopper than I was with with L. Not saying that I love what was going on with Hopper. I do like seeing how he's gonna escape. Um, and now that I know that it was his money that Joyce was using, I was because I was like, bitch, where you get forty thousand dollars from in the '80s? That's a lot of money. Um, but it was Hopper's money. How that cop got that kind of money, I don't know. I'm not gonna ask questions. But I am curious to see if he actually gets out. I hope so because um, he's gonna raise all holy hell when he found out that they took L and um, Joyce <laughs> was on an airplane to fucking uh, Alaska so um, I'm gonna end it here I don't need to go into detail about Hopper or any more of the bullying because that's really I'm just gonna end it there um, I am enjoying this season but like I said it's scaring the shit out of me I know uh, Darren and I are gonna watch one more episode four maybe five before we leave we leave on the 14th um, so we're leaving for Paris in six days um, so I'm gonna try and watch as much as I can before then my last day of work is Thursday so come Friday morning, I'm going to be free for three weeks. I don't I don't go back to work until July 9th. And I am so happy to not have anything to do. We're going to move into our house, uh, our new house, while I'm on my vacation. Um, and, and everything is working out. And I'm so excited. I told my sister that 2020 was going to be our year. She got a brand new job for the state. Her career is on point. Um she can pay me back all that money she owes me <laughs> we got a new house and if she wants to leave her raggedy ass uh fiance she can she, we didn't tell her this but one of the reasons we got a house that's so big even though there's only three of us is so if she needs to move in with her three uh two boys so it's three of them then she doesn't feel like she's taking up any extra space our our basement is finished and it actually looks like a little apartment because it has like a refrigerator microwave a bathroom and then two rooms but I don't know that she's gonna do that but anyway um everything's working out I'm pretty excited about what's gonna happen in these uh next several weeks I won't be working I'll just be chilling so there's that all this fucking 55 hours a week in four days <laughs> 50 to 55 hours a week in four days is over um in two days so i'm just gonna take it in stripe i know it's gonna be a long two days but after that it's gonna be worth it so 
I'm going to end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, the black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. I see your point about 11. Um, that's relevant. I still blame the adults for being non-existent, but yes, I know I would never want my child to react in a violent capacity like that but we know that she is someone who doesn't come from a normal like she's dropped bodies you know she got she got she got a kill count bro so it's a little different a little different but i get exactly what you mean um i get you liking the hopper stuff more i just at least with these characters even though it's not it is the same high school bullshit that's not really that fun to watch i agree I can't not agree with it. I at least like these people <laughs> where I do not find myself fond of uh, Hopper and Joyce and uh, Murray. I just I, I haven't liked Murray from day one. I don't I don't know what his appeal is. And and Joyce just Joyce and Hopper after season three, just for so, they just exhausted me. Um, but those are my thoughts on the episode. And as far as uh, I told I talked to you about this in the Charm podcast that i do think that waif is in and i don't know why these women are getting like so thin but it's terrifying but this is not the first time in history in which women have particularly women in power or in society have done horrible things to their body to uh conform to a trend so it is what it is i don't really pay attention but yes she does look like she's bones if you want to send feedback on our next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. 